0: Hey, thank you so much for watching Devotionables. Devotionables are brief devotions for busy people. We're put out by the Ninth and No Baptist Church. My name is Gabriel Heinerman I'm one of the pastors at Ninth and No Baptist Church. And we just want to help you spend some time with the Lord. We know that on a day-to-day basis, sometimes even for a whole week, just life gets really busy, overwhelming, responsibilities at, at home or at work with other things going on in life. And we can just before we know it realize we haven't spent any time with the, in the Word or with our God. And so we want to help you just provide a brief resource, a simple resource, for you to spend some time in the Word. And uh, today we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 2. It's a a beautiful chapter. It's a transition in the Bible where God is going to take the people of Israel from a theocracy into a monarchy, into a, a period of kingship. And when the book opens up, it focuses on this family, a man named Elkanah, and he has two wives Peninnah and hannah and in chapter two we're going to see the prayer of his wife hannah a very godly woman a woman who loved god who sought the face of the lord and four things really stick out to me when i read through these uh, first 10 verses of chapter two we won't read this together uh, just to save time but if, if you want to pull out your bible Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2, these first 10 verses, and and read through these things later or read along as I'm talking about them. Uh, The thing that I notice first is that Hannah had the appropriate response to the work of God in her life. In the first chapter, we learn that there's a problem for Hannah. She's in a polygamous relationship. Her her husband has two wives. And the, the other wife, Peninnah, had children and she would taunt hannah frequently probably daily over the fact that hannah had no children hannah longed to have children Uh, and she prays to the lord she's a woman of prayer and god answers her prayer and gives her a son named samuel who would be the last prophet slash judge for israel heading into a time of the kingship and monarchy And so this prayer is the right response. You know, oftentimes God will do something for us. We prayed for it, and then we move on like we deserved it. And we forget to appropriately give him worship and thanksgiving. And this is a beautiful prayer that she prays to the Lord. And notice who she's praying to. This prayer is very God-centered. This is a theocentric prayer. Uh, The name Yahweh, or the Lord, is used several times. Just briefly looking down at my Bible... I see something like eight times and there's two or three other references, maybe four other references to God. So nearly a dozen references to God in ten verses. And that's how our prayers should be, God-centered, God-focused, more than even on ourselves. God wants to hear our prayers and do a work in us, but we go to God, we go to the Lord. What else we see here is that Hannah recognizes a pattern. There's a pattern in this life, uh, the godly verse the wicked, the, the people of faith, verse people who despise God and his ways, the weak and the, the strong, the poor and the rich. And she picks up on this pattern and how God is going to intervene and work in history through means which we would not choose. He often uses the weak, the despised, the poor, do his best work in this world. And finally, in verse 10, she recognizes a person. It's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. She's like a prophetess here in this prayer. In verse 10, at the end of verse 10, it says, The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king. And remember, at this point, there is no king. We're learning how a king came about in Israel. But when she's praying, there is no king. And exalt the horn of his anointed. This word is Messiah, the anointed one. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hannah is seeing better than maybe she even realizes. And she's talking about the coming king who would come in weakness, who would leave his place of glory and come and be poor and walk among the outcast, and do this great reversal, the great reversal of taking on our sin and giving us his righteousness. Hannah sees that pattern. And that's the pattern we need to recognize in our own lives, that God works to the weak and poor, and He does so for our good and His glory.